What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts named Mitch, and shortly I'll be joined by my co-host Kyle and a few very special and unique guests. Today we are welcoming the pop-punk band Driveways, all the way from Boston, Massachusetts. These guys just released their brand new full-length album titled October Forever on October 30th, and it has been in constant rotation for all three of the hosts of The Terror Table. This show is built upon the hope that we can share the things that we love and that we think deserve attention from horror fans. And this band has it all for any fans of pop punk, post-hardcore music, and with a little hint of Halloween flavor. You'll hear from all three of these extremely modest but incredible songwriters who clearly haven't received the love and attention that they truly deserve. Seriously, these guys could be a huge name in the pop punk post hardcore scene, but this is something that they all do on the side while maintaining normal day jobs. It's actually insane how talented all three of these guys are. We truly appreciate Pat, Derek, and Ryan giving us an hour of their time, and we hope you guys enjoy this conversation. And if you're interested in following the band, they go by Driveways Band on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also show your support by purchasing their album on their Bandcamp page. They also have links to their new merch line on all of their social media platforms. Stick around until the very end of this episode to hear Driveway's album title track called October Forever. But for now, here's a little taste of one of our favorite songs on the album called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Enjoy this conversation, everyone. Self-stability, stubborn defiant mentality. I never had insecurities killing me. I wasn't What's up everyone and welcome to the Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that's presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. My name is Mitch and I'm one of your regular hosts that you hear every single week, and I have uh, one of my co-hosts with me today. You got Kyle on the table as well. Yeah, we got Kyle here, but Boozy's out th- out for this episode. He's currently filming a music video, so uh, good luck to him if he's listening to this. I know he really wanted to be here because he's a big fan as well of our guests today. We're doing something a little bit different. This is only the second episode where we have welcomed a musical guest. Last time we had Greg Thomas of End and Misery Signals and Shai Halud. This time we are welcoming the three-piece pop-punk band from Boston, Massachusetts, Driveways. Welcome, Driveways. What's up, guys? Thank you for having us. Hell yeah, we got the whole band today. So we got Pat, the vocalist, Ryan, you're the drummer, and uh, Derek, you're the bass player, correct? Yep. Perfect. Well, thank thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really wanted to have you guys on because you recently released a brand new album titled October Forever. And in this album, it's just, long story short, for Kyle and I, this is our kind of music. This is the kind of stuff that we grew up with. We were to get all five of our iPods from 2008 and put them together. We would have pretty much the same playlist of bands. That's a fact. Uh, but yeah, we're just uh, we. I discovered your guys' music through Spotify. It was just on my Discover Weekly when uh, Drop Dead came on my came on my playlist, and I was like, "This is my shit. I love this." And uh, I've been listening to you guys since. And then you finally released your new album uh, last Friday, and. The thing is just an absolute beast of a record. You guys absolutely killed it. And uh, so we just want to thank you guys for being here to talk horror movies with us because we're going to talk about the band and music and horror movies. Uh, But yeah, we want to thank you guys for being here. And also, thank you for not allowing me to give Machine Gun Kelly the pop punk album of the year. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I really appreciate. I don't know if you guys fuck with that album, but... I love that album as well. Uh, uh, same, I, I, same here. We love it. So yeah, he should probably still get it, but thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for the kind words. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys, you guys really fucking popped off with this album and we can't wait to dig into it. So, uh, yeah, well, like I said before, you guys are from Boston, Massachusetts. How's it going over there today? It's been all right. It's been a little, uh, it's been raining and we had a little snow recently, but past couple of days has been decent. Perfect. How about uh, are tensions high with the election and everything? We're we're currently recording this when we don't know who your guys' next president is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little. Cra- I, uh, I'm a history teacher, so it's been a little uh, nuts, like covering the election and how it's all uncertain right now. But so it's been crazy up here, like it is in the rest of the country. I feel like. <laughs> 
Wow, no doubt. All right, well, uh, let's get into it, guys. So uh, what changed between October Forever and your previous release? Uh, what was the goal on this album for you guys? You guys can each take your turn saying something, or if you guys want to pass off. I think I'm um, <laughs> let's start let's start with pat i i think what i think the big thing with october forever is um we we you know we we've done a couple eps in the past and we never did a, a full length before and um like on like night terrors shows up on spotify as an album but I, maybe because of the the time length of it but we always just thought of it as an ep and we put out an ep in the spring called epilogues and then when uh covid was getting really bad up here um, I was talking with Ryan and Derek about doing a full length just because uh, I was working from home and Derek was working from home and we had a lot of time. <laughs> so we uh, was like, yeah, we should try doing a We'll see if we can pull off a full length because we've been putting out music in October for a couple of years in a row now. And I remember uh, Ryan and I had a conversation about like, you think we can pull it off? And we we're like, oh, we'll try. I'll see if we can do it. <laughs> and um yeah, I think we just tried really hard over the summer and, you know, in the late spring, early summer and over the summer to just record like the most complete, like, you know, a little bit of everything that we like to do as a band all in one in one project, kind of. And I think um, that's what I'm Am I missing anything, guys. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You got it. So you guys did this all over all throughout COVID. Like, did they did you have any songs written before the pandemic hit? Um. I feel a little bit here and there, but for the most part, we didn't really start like when the pandemic hit, we were still working on uh, our EP epilogues. So we were still just finishing that up. And then basically as soon as COVID came around, we just had decided to write 13 brand new songs. We kind of just, we started tracking drums on uh, Memorial Memorial Day weekend down here. And uh, that's really when we started. So basically started at the very end of May and then just continued until Right up until September, we we didn't finish really tracking everything until September when we put first uh, put out the first single. Yeah, we we were uh, we were in the studio like finishing the previous EP, like Ryan said, like when before, um, like right when COVID, when we were really locked down and all the restrictions started down here. That's yeah. when we were like at the end, like about to put out the next music, and then yeah, we just basically it was a uh, really late spring to September. We were just working on writing and recording this this record. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So, how how different was it writing these songs through a pandemic and having to you know socially distance each from each other? Yeah, I think it was definitely different from what we've done in the past. Like like usually, like I'll demo a bunch of stuff and I'll bring ideas to Ryan and D, and we'll get together and we'll arrange parts and work out songs together and cut some songs and you know. Uh, trim stuff and all kinds of stuff like that. And this time around, I'd say we were all taking, um, you know, social distancing pretty seriously at the, at the start of Corona in Massachusetts. And um, so it was a lot of like me sending demos to Ryan and Derek. (laughs) And then I know Rye had like, Rye had just moved. So he had like the kit set up in his basement and then Rye would call me and be like, yo, I got a cool pot over like that weird song that you just sent over the other day. We didn't really, get the opportunity to like meet up and jam everything as much as we usually would. Um, but I think we did the best we could just with like emails and phone conversations and stuff like that. That's fantastic. Um, listening to this, to this album and even some of your older tracks, I can hear a bit of like a, maybe a hip hop or like a pop influence here and there with like the rolling high hats and stuff like that. Was this something that influenced you before some of this like current music or did that kind of come from some of those popular covers? Like, exo tour life in old town row that you guys have been doing uh like I, for one thing sleep paralysis is a banger and it kind of has a bit of like a popular <laughs> tone to it and i need to out mitch right now because mitch had no idea what the song exo tour life was until he listened to you guys <laughs> i thought that was you guys i didn't know that was a cover <laughs> i had to break i had to break the bad news to him yeah that's sick! Wow, I'm, I'm actually pumped that you thought that. For yeah, that's a good song. I mean, a good song. I wish it was awesome. I know. <laughs> well, your cover's great. The cover's the yeah. The cover. Awesome. It's a great song. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, th- I think the yeah, the like the hip hop influence. I feel like we've kind of always had that like a little bit like back to some stuff that like me and Ryan had worked on before Driveways. We had some like like hip hop elements and like influences, and we're all big like 
like fans of hip hop and rap and stuff. Um, but I, I think like really like with the more recent stuff, we were kind of getting more into that. And then uh, definitely the EXO cover too helped. Like we've always had like, like what, like Rye will record drums in the studio, but then sometimes later uh, he'll work with our producer on like layer and like hi-hats or fake drums underneath some stuff, you know? So I feel like we've always had elements of that, but uh, on the new, the new record, we tried a lot more. I'm happy you like sleep paralysis. So I was, I was a little worried about that one. It's a little out there. That's one of our favorites. Me and yeah, I, yeah, I fucking love that song. It's awesome. But like, I, I'm not not to just blow smoke up your guys' ass because you're here, but I legit love every song on this album. Like, it is so good, and it just speaks to me personally. Like, I, it's one of those times where I feel like an album was actually just written for me, and uh, that's, to me, the best compliment I could give someone who's, who's creating art for other people. Like, hey, I connect with almost every song on this album and sleep paralysis is one that just gets stuck in my head. And my girlfriend's heard it like a hundred now because <laughs> I'll just put it on in the house. Like I haven't stopped listening to this album for a week, but I totally just cut you off. You're talking about some rap stuff. <laughs> oh no, that, that was really it. We've like, we've always kind of messed around with it a little bit. And like Rye always has cool ideas in the studio for like implementing like hip hop stuff. And, into our songs like drum wise and percussion stuff and uh i feel like we've dabbled with it like a little bit more on each ep that we've done you know especially with the last album like me and ryan and d like we love 456 which is a song on our, our last ep that gets into that a little and then this time around we're like oh let's do a song that's just all it's just you know there's no guitar in there you know what i mean there's, it's just all kind of us experimenting a little bit so I'm glad to hear you guys like it, no, it <laughs> absolutely works. totally works I am I am kind of curious what it's like for y'all to be re- releasing an album right now in 2020. You kind of elaborate on the experience of actually recording it, but I feel like people are really starting to, you know, gain traction and starting to notice, especially this latest release. I found out about you guys listening to the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast that Shane Told does. <laughs> and so I was like stoked just to, stoked just to check you guys out because of that. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's interesting though, to be releasing a, a brand new record with some buzz behind it, but you can't go out and tour. So what's it 2020 right now, you know, where there's not really shows, but you're still putting out like great music. How, how's that been? Um, I mean, we don't really tour in general anyway. So, I mean, it's, it's not a huge set. I mean, I want to say it's not a huge setback. We, we love to play shows and want to play shows, but. I mean, I'd say we don't play as much shows as we would like. I mean, of course, it stinks, you know, not like releasing a brand new record and not being able to, like, you know, go out there and play for people and stuff like that. So that part sucks. Yeah, I was actually wondering if you guys were like a tour band or anything like that, because like, there's obviously you're just making your you guys are putting so many different layers on your album for being a three piece band. And I, I don't know who your sound engineer was, but he did such a great job of just like beefing it all up and you add these little cool electronic cues or piano and violin on a few tracks. Like there's just string different strings. Like those are all things that just make for a really great album, but obviously it'd be tough to pull that all off as a three piece live, but I'm sure it'd still sound great. But so <laughs> you guys you, don't, so you guys don't really write songs with like shows in mind. You just want to make the best song possible. We, um, like I, like I, like I think Ryan and D would agree that we don't, we don't play a, a bunch we haven't like we're not like a tour band we all have day jobs you know what i mean like we like like me uh derek and i are teachers ryan used to be a mailman until recently <laughs> um but we're uh what am i trying to say we play a few shows a year like in the past we played like you know what was the most shows we played in a year like seven or eight yeah we don't play a ton i wouldn't say like it's just not as easy when you're like you know a little more of like you know on the local side to get out and like book a ton of shows that like you know you have a big following and stuff and believe it or not we don't have like a huge following in our home like in our state like most of our followings from like out of state because like we have such like a big following online but like i mean it doesn't like not that it doesn't translate like to live but i mean when we write songs we just try to make the best sounding song not and then i mean when we play live we play with backing tracks and everything too so I mean, everything sounds like a, it sounds like the record. Like I play to a black backing yeah. track, click track live and everything's, you know, perfectly on time. And 
you know, so when, if you saw us live, I mean, it doesn't really sound much different than the CD. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Doesn't sound like vocally, it doesn't sound as good, but, <laughs> 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 but I get, like, yeah. and like with the stuff that you mentioned earlier, like with like production and stuff, like, yeah, like usually like when I, like if I'm writing a demo or something like, you know, I know we're a three piece, but of course, you know, there's plenty of times where there'll be rhythm guitar and lead guitar. And I, I was like messing around with, with MIDI stuff and keyboards and our producer's awesome. We've had the same producer, uh, Tom Mayanello for, every, he's like our friend too, but he's worked on every single release we've done. And we always bring stuff to him and then we always tweak a few things in there and he might have ideas for additional synths or stuff. So yeah, we definitely don't like sound exactly like a three piece. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but, well, no, I yeah. like, I'm sure you could pull it off with like tracks and everything. And like, cause it's just, there's so much going on in the songs. And yeah. like, that's a, that's a compliment. I think you guys really produce the album very well. And that's kind of the joy of this whole coronavirus thing is that even if you guys aren't really a tour band, like now's the time where people are going to hear about you guys and like, it's going to connect with more people. And obviously that's why we want to have you on the show just to, I know a lot of our listeners are going to be stoked on you guys. And I hope that it really just takes off for you guys, even though you all, you all have your own day jobs and everything. That's, that's cool, but you're making great music. So it's sweet to, to be able to share it with the world over the internet. We should also, Thank you, man. Yeah. we should also mention Kyle uh, about how last week when I, I was listening to the, the album and I was just like, I sent a message in the group chat to the boys and I was like, yeah, I want to have this pop punk band on. I've been listening to them for a while, but they just released a, a new album and it's fucking amazing. And Kyle was listening to it at that moment <laughs> because he heard about <laughs> it. Like he was like, that's so weird. I'm already listening to this. I was freaked out. I literally had it like queued up on Spotify listening to the album. So it was meant to be. It was meant that's to be. Sick. <laughs> yeah. So like, what are your guys' musical inspirations? Like we were talking, like I was mentioning before about how I'm, I'm pretty certain our iPods would all be similar, but like, what, what are the bands that you guys grew up like really digging and like what, what shaped your sound that you guys have? Um, I mean, I'd pretty much say we all listen to the, the basically the same music. I mean, like Blink-182, like obviously I'd say is like all three of our probably biggest influence. Like we've all grown up listening to them, you know, um, I mean, at least for like, I know Pat and me, like in D like when it comes, like, especially being a three piece and stuff like that too, you know? So right. Blink, obviously we love them, but like, obviously, uh, we each, like different stuff too like uh me and d listen a little bit more heavy music than pat but you know if i was you know if you're going through my ipod in 2006 like i have a lot of like i would say like you know anything ranging on there you know a lot of like devil wears prada and like silverstein yeah. and like go. you know and then even like older bands you know like but um i mean a lot of hip-hop too like a lot of eminem 50 cent like back like in the early 2000s um I mean, but I like, I like, I mean, I listen to anything ranging from like a death cab to like on earth. So I'm hell yeah. Sick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the same with all of us here. So yeah. it make it makes sense. It's just uh, such an eclectic bunch of songs. It's clear that you guys have tons of different influences. Derek, what are your specific influences on, on this album or just being a musician in general? I'm like, I'm stuck in the early 2000s, like post <laughs> Like Seosin, uh, Scary Kids, like Ryan said, Devil with Prada. Um, that's I still listen to that today. Like I, I've listened to like three new albums in like the past five years. I, I just <laughs> uh, we're the same way. We just you go back to those ones that you grew up with, and it just doesn't get better. Uh, but that's yeah, that's really cool to hear. Well, we're we planning on ending off with a fun game for you guys at the end of this episode. So uh, all <laughs> this conversation will come back, but. Well, I had a really burning question. Seeing as you guys are from, from Massachusetts, I was wondering how many of you were in the It Must Really Suck to Be For Your Strong video? <laughs> I didn't make the cut. I wasn't in. Good God. <laughs> Do you guys fuck with For Your Strong? Like... I figure there must have been an influence there somewhere. So Ryan, I, I know Ryan, I think, listened to them. And Pat, I don't know if you did. But lately, a lot of people have been... Um, Labeling us as Easy Core, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Are we Easy Core? I, I, I thought no. I knew what Easy Core was. Okay, all right, good. All right, yeah, all right. I don't think so either. I don't like you. Definitely have like, I hate the term Easy Core too. That always bugged me because I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like the guys in Four Year Strong are so talented. So oh to, my god, they're insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like they're incredible guitar players, incredible vocalists, and like 
even like a day to remember and stuff like that. It's still, I, I just, I hate the term easy core, but you guys definitely aren't. I knew that no, was going to come I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I could see yeah, where we, people are like trying to make the comparison, but, or put you in that category, but I don't, I don't see it. Derek yeah. and I were texting about it the other day. Cause it's not just <laughs> Ryan's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love for a minute. What uh, were you saying there, Pat? Oh, just that, uh, like Derek and I were talking the other day about the amount of comments we've seen online about uh, the record, people saying that we sound easy core. Not, not that we think it's like an insult. I, I literally had to like Google search what it was. <laughs> I was like, Good. I was like, do I remember the right definition of this? <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like a newer term. Like I feel like I maybe heard it once in the past ten years, but now all of a sudden, <laughs> it's popping yeah. up. Yeah, and like as far as like the lyrics go on this album, like Pat, did you do most of the writing of the lyrics, or who who's the lyricist here? Yes, yeah, I'd say like like usually I'll um like I I write a bunch of stuff and I have a bunch of ideas down, but every time we record a record or anything, I always you know Ryan and D will hear everything first and we'll kind of talk about stuff like big picture stuff and go through things. But yeah, it's I like I I write a lot of the initial um stuff. I would say. Yeah, that's wicked. And like, cause going through this album, like there's so many references that I caught and I, I want to reference some of them right now for our listeners, but like in the song, the, the second, I would say opening song of the album, it's the one after the intro, are you afraid of the dark? You mentioned both father Karras and Reagan McNeil. Like when I heard that, man, I just got shivers and I was like, this song's already sick as hell. And they already, they referenced the exorcist. Uh, but then, yeah, you, in contours, you, you even referenced the divine comedy. Like, dude, dude, so, I'm so I'm pumped that you, I'm like honored that you picked up on some of this. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, and like it's it, it's cool because the Divine Comedy is a really cool thing to pull inspiration from because, like, obviously that's not a horror movie, but it's it's a terrifying story of sorts. Um, but and you can just after I picked up on that, I realized how like poetic your lyrics are and how like have you always been into poetry? Is that a thing that's that's your? I also know you're an Elliot Smith man because you reference Elliot Smith on Leaves on Parade. <laughs> like would you consider yourself a fan of poetry and stuff like that um first of all like sick like thank you for picking up on this stuff <laughs> um that's uh like kind of like i think um i really just like um like i like i talk with ryan adi about this sometimes like i i know this is like weird but i really like when things like rhyme and they're like you know whether it's like like multi-syllables or like structured well you know what i'm saying i like when like like kind of like a nerd <laughs> so yeah. I like i like when stuff is like perfectly structured and makes sense and with this with this um album definitely was trying to it's called october forever and we you know i'm sure we'll talk about some movies we love and we all love halloween and we all love horror movies and i was trying to not force it too much but find some find some places where i thought like references like those would make sense like with the themes of the song you know yeah um, I, I don't I don't like read poetry in my spare time or anything. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. But like, yeah, but I, then I love I love movies and I love you know books and stuff and yeah. trying to reference stuff like that. I think is can be cool. Totally, yeah, and like in F five, you you reference something wicked this way comes. And the room two two seventeen reference uh, in Hollowed, like so. Why did you decide to go with a reference to the book rather than the film? Are you are you a, a king purist? I so I read a. Uh... I had to read that the something wicked this way comes as like a summer reading book in high school, the Ray Bradbury. Cause I know it's, yeah. isn't it from like Hamlet or something, but I like, I read like the, the Bradbury yeah. book, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the one yeah, he wrote. Like, so that's why that one made its way in there. And then the, uh, I read the, the shining over the summer, um, as we were recording it. So I know in the movie it's two thirty seven, but two seventeen worked like syllable wise for the song. And I just read the book. So <laughs> that oh, that's wicked. That's yeah, the no. one that made the cut. Yeah, hell yeah. And sleep paralysis, your reference, like Nightmare on Elm Street. I 
And then like the title track, October Forever, you're referencing both Michael, like Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and it's it's so seamless and i know what you're meaning by you don't want it to seem uh like gimmicky and that's it doesn't come across that way at all there there are certain like like i'm a i'm a fan of ice nine kills the like metal band that does a lot of horror movie references oh they're so they're so sick (laughs) oh yeah they're amazing but like they're the same area as us so like really crazy yeah they we like we live in Saugus and like they were from Swampscott, like two towns over. Oh, that's awesome. crazy! Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, and th- <laughs> this is a perfect like companion album for people who love that because it's like a heavier pop punk album. Uh, but I just thought all the references were so cool, and I thought you guys nailed them on this album. It seemed, you know, you you probably would have written those lyrics even if you weren't reading The Shining over the summer. Like it just seems like they fit well. So. Thank you so much. That was the goal, man. Just trying to make it not, you know, entirely dependent and too, like you said, gimmicky or anything and just enough. So that's awesome to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're going to spin back around to more October Forever questions, I'm sure, at some point. It's just going to naturally come up over the podcast. But let's get into some horror movies. Like, we are a horror movie podcast, and that's why I'm interested to hear what your guys' takes are on horror movies today and the ones that you grew up with. But, Pat... You even said yourself that nothing ever hits you like the first time. What was your guys' <laughs> first horror movie experience? Uh, I think the first horror movie I ever saw was when I was wicked, wicked young. I think I was like with my sister. I can't even remember. Um, but I saw like Candyman. I like stayed up really late one night and I watched that movie Candyman, the original. And it was horrifying. I couldn't sleep for like months. I think that oh, was a great movie. Fun. Oh, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I mean, I don't remember like the first horror movie I've seen, but I mean, one that sticks out to me the most is like when I was like younger, uh, like my parents like wouldn't let me watch Freddy Krueger. Do you guys? Okay. It, what about you, Derek? Uh, I I think it was um an American Werewolf in Paris. I think it, the second one. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah oh yeah That's I watched that one when I was young too. I think we we must all be around the same age as well. <laughs> Like looking back to uh, sleep paralysis, you we were kind of talking about. Like, there's a bunch of references in there, especially on like the the Elm Street reference there. Uh, what at this point would you say is some of your favorite nightmare films? I know Ryan, you were just mentioning that. I really hey, like you the guys f- first. One. We can hear you. We can hear you, babe. All right. Yeah, my, I don't know. I don't think my video is working anymore. Favorite? What's your favorite nightmare in Elm Street? Oh, so I was trying to say I don't know if I got cut off. I was just saying like uh, like the first one I've like ever seen was like the obviously the original. And uh, I just remember my parents like not let me watch it when I was younger, and like I snuck and like watched it with my older sisters, and it like just terrified me when I was like super young, and like I literally couldn't sleep for like weeks after that. Did you ever terrifying. venture venture down into the sequels, or did you kind of just cap off with the original? I don't know if he's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go to one of you guys. I think he'll he'll pop back in. I was just gonna say I love the first one, and I I don't know if you guys seen Freddy vs Jason, but oh, right, yeah. that one. I think I've seen some of the sequels, but Freddy vs. Jason sticks out. I remember thinking that movie was awesome. Oh, yeah. It is awesome. wicked. We just we finished during uh, quarantine when we when we got locked down. We decided to do all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies on the podcast. And it was like one of our most, uh, I would say, like messy, but fun, uh, fun, fun series. It was it's a, a wild, wild, fucking wild series, but Freddy vs. Jason's <laughs> wicked. That's what serious. about That's you, Derek? Wacky. Derek, are you a Nightmare fan? Uh, I mean, I've seen like the OG one but I haven't yeah. really followed up. How many more do I have to go? <laughs> oh boy. It's like five more, six more. No, there, I think there's eight in total, including Freddy vs. Jason and the remake, but so seven. Yeah. We don't yeah. talk about that remake. Sorry. I forgot about that. What do you guys yeah. think is the best one? Oh, I I'm OG all the way, but three yeah, is OG. great. It, if you guys haven't seen three in like a long time, it's one of the best horror movies out there. Three is like a, so it, good. It could almost be the best one. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. but the OG you can't beat really. It's masterpiece. Yeah, no kidding. Let's say. Yeah, what about do you guys keep up with horror movies today? Like, what are what are the things that really attract you guys to the genre? Do you still consider yourself big horror fans? I, I definitely am. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> I um, I always like like I like I like the like 
you know, talking like recent years, I love all the Conjuring movies. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, I actually love the uh, what the, uh, the thing that just came out. Uh, we were just talking about it, D. Um, uh, Bly, uh, Bly Manor. Oh, yeah. That on Netflix. And then the original one, um, The Haunting of Hill House. That was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I know it's not a movie, but like series, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that series that was incredible. Good. He's awesome, man. And then uh, I, I like the new Chucky, too. I just saw the new Chucky the other day. I thought it was pretty good. It was funny. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is good. I like that film. Uh, I guess one thing that we were talking about earlier is you were curious, who's on the screams? Who's screaming on these tracks? <laughs> that is Ryan. <laughs> oh, really? Whoa. Crazy. I would not have guessed that. That's yeah, awesome. He, he's, got, he's got some gutturals. Yeah, Ryan and, and Derek were in some heavier, like, like kind of like post hardcore, um, like screamo, whatever you want to call it, like bands growing up. And Ryan used to, he was in a band called 13 Yards to Victory. And he, uh, Ryan was like the lead screamer. So, oh, sick. Hell he's, awesome. he's intense. <laughs> That's great. I guess, uh, I guess I was just curious too about, like, what were some of the standout, maybe like horror movie influences that were dry, like, putting in inspiration for this particular release like we talked about nightmare and some other things but were there like movies you guys were watching while you were recording it that kind of like crept its way into the record or anything like that i definitely think halloween um because that like the song october forever like i was texting ryan and Derek about um like the lyrics for october forever i was like oh what references should I, should we go with for this one you know what i mean and i think that i had uh i recently saw that the remake that they did for halloween and it was like awesome yeah, and I, I think that's like why we, you know, we put some of the those lyrics in, in that song because it's like the title track. You know, it's kind of like the closer for the CD. And I, yeah, I think Halloween. I think Halloween's probably my favorite, whatever you call the like the slasher genre. Like Halloween's my favorite of those by far. Hell yeah, we're in good company. <laughs> we're, we're all huge fans of Halloween here. That's yeah, well. classic. What about you, you Derek? Have, have you seen anything recently that you kind of dug? So maybe you guys, maybe you guys can uh, correct me on if this is the correct genre or not. because well, it's kind of like a, almost like the easy call question. <laughs> I, I think I like uh, I want to say psychological horror. Oh yeah, like, like the last one, uh, the lighthouse. Is that is that, is that considered Oof. horror? You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, man, beautiful. I waited, like years for that to come out, and then I finally, like the day it came out, saw that. Love that movie. Movies so like good. That. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it is that considered psychological horror? Is that what that's called? I don't even know. I think it's yeah. definitely in the horror genre for sure. Horror Absolutely. Genre? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure where you'd put what box you put that movie in because it's just so crazy. That was like I think it was weirdo. It's a fucking that was weird last movie. year. Hey, yeah. That was the three of ours. Our, that was our favorite horror movie yeah. last year. Loved it. Was it. So good. Yeah. I'll never look at lobster the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I gotta check it out. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out for sure. This with like the whole A twenty four. You guys familiar with A twenty four? They oh, put yeah. out some good stuff, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're all we're pretty big A twenty four fans on yeah. the show. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. Have you guys all done like the Hereditary and Midsummer yet? Like, uh, I saw a little bit of Midsummer, and I was like, I was just disgusting. I don't know if you've seen it, D. That that movie's a lot. <laughs> it, it's on. It's on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's real good. I like it a lot. But Hereditary is just like a modern masterpiece as well. Is yeah, that the that, same the same director? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Ari Aster. Yeah, yeah. Midsummer is not for everyone, but it's definitely a fucking trip for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the part that got me is that the I don't know, it was like it's all broad daylight. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> totally. Maybe uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Before we get into like we're we're gonna play a game that I came up with this week, and before we get into it, um, I do want to talk a little bit about how Pat, like you, you open up a lot in this album, and has your music always just been like an outlet for you to like how personal do you say that you get with these songs, or is it are you just trying to tell story a good story and write a good song? I, th- I think it's probably somewhere somewhere between there between those two. You know what I mean? I think. Um... Like, like you said earlier, like, I think the best compliment we could ever get is that, you know, our songs like mean something to different people, you know? So obviously you, you want your stuff to be applicable, I think is the word, <laughs> like you want yeah. it to be, you know, make sense for other people, but you know, a lot of stuff in there is, 
a combination of, you know, personal experience or our themes and stuff that we wanted to uh, kind of touch on. I think a lot of this album kind of too, like, uh, like this makes any, t- any sense that like takes place in like your own head. Like it's kind of yeah. like a, lo- a lot of the songs are about like thinking about stuff or thinking back or reminiscing on certain situations or mental health kind of stuff, you know? So it's, uh, so, I think somewhere in between the two things that you said, it's definitely personal experiences and, and themes, but also trying to tell a good story and have it make sense to other people too. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I love the inclusion of, uh, the album title and, and like the same core lyrics that you guys included in almost every song, like you'd end off with it. And, uh, it just kind of all flows really well together in like a cohesive story. If you want to listen to that way. And I don't want to scare people away from this by, uh, I- I'm just going to personally open up a little bit and just say like, uh, I've, I'm someone who's, de- I've, uh, I've had anxiety and depression issues for most of my adult life and a little bit of high school. And I've always used music and horror movies as my outlet. And it's a, it's a place for me to, I feel like it's like a safe release watching horror movies because it's just you get your adrenaline up and uh you can just take out your aggressions in a safe way i don't even know how i'm trying to i wasn't planning on talking about this but i just feel like (laughs) you guys you guys really you touch on a lot of that stuff throughout the album and i think that it's really important that you're still like giving people music that can be relatable and uh it's it just kind of seems like even before we were going to talk that we'd be kind of kindred spirits in that sense and I was just wondering, I guess, if I don't even know what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I was gonna say that's awesome to hear, though. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Kyle, do you have anything else before we get into our game? I think it's time to get into this game. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, I guess I guess the, the last thing I'll kind of just mention is I think it's cool that you guys are like taking sort of like a genre influence, but at the same time making it your own. And I kind of just feel like that's like a a common theme with your music in general, how you're kind of incorporating different genres and different elements into, you know, the total package or however you want to put it. And I think that's really what kind of makes you guys stand out and just like listening to like this newer material and some of the older material. Um, there's just a lot of variety in some like really cool places. So seeing that you guys are pulling for movies and different genres, like I think, I think that's gonna like, just, I'm just basically looking, looking forward to the future, see what you guys have coming next. Thank you so much, man. It means a lot. I know like, I, I personally get a little uh, like self-conscious about like us getting going all over the place. I'll like call Derek or I'll like call Ryan at like, like 10 o'clock at night and be like, is this song too out there? Is it too weird? Are we messing around too much with different sounds? So it, awesome to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah man. No, I, no. I think the weird shit is sometimes the best shit, you know? <laughs> totally. And that's what makes sleep paralysis a standout. Is that it's so different <laughs> from everything else. It's a nice little change. Yeah, that's wicked. All right, boys, let's let's play this game that I came up with. Uh, so you guys are going to have to answer this question. Obviously, we'll we'll I'll give you guys I'll say your names and you can answer the question. It's called emo roulette. <laughs> so the the this game is basically I'm going to give you guys each three different albums and you have to choose one and only one uh, as if your life depends on it. Someone's holding the gun near your head. So keep that in mind while you're while you're uh, answering your question. It's a roulette after all. Okay. Yes. All right. So you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. We're gonna start with uh, we'll start with Ryan, and then we'll go over to Pat, and then to Derek for this one. So these three albums: uh, Armor for Sleep, What to Do When You're Dead, Senses Fail, Let It Enfold You, or the Used Self-Titled. Ah, uh, Senses Fail. Hands down. Yeah, hell yeah. What about you, Pat? Uh, Senses fail, gotta be. Hell yeah. Derek? Senses fail. Yep. Senses <laughs> fail. Perfect. <laughs> all right. That's right. But yeah, all right. Next one. Emo yeah, roulette. Round two. Kyle, you want to take this one? I'll do this one. This might, need, this might be a really easy one, a really hard one. We'll see. Okay. All right. Fallout Boy from Under the Cork Tree, Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, or My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Uh, right. Fallout Boy, 100%. All right. Ah, dude, my my chemical romance all day, dude. Yes, yeah, that album's sick. MCR, <laughs> MCR from Derek as well. I'm with you, Ryan. That follow by record <laughs> all day. Dude, when that album came out, I listened to it for three years straight. Yeah, <laughs> like my life changed, and that's embarrassing to say, but it's, it's the fucking <laughs> truth. <laughs> that's a, 
That's the problem with this game is I love every one of these albums that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, next round, Finch, What It Is to Burn, AFI, Sing the Sorrow, or Taking Back Sunday, Tell All Your Friends? Uh, Taking Back Sunday, one of the best albums I've ever made. Tell, tell All Your Friends, dude. I, same thing. That was like a life-changing moment in my 14-year-old totally. life. Yeah, Derek? Finch. Finch, What It Is for Good Choice? Yeah, yeah. Like, Wicked. Yeah, that's funny. I just came up with all these like while listening to you guys thinking I'm like, I guarantee you that they're fans of like pretty much all these bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, do you want to take another one? Yeah, I'll do the next one here. Okay. All right. Boys Night Out, Make Yourself Sick, Funeral for a Friend, Hours, or Brand New Deja Antadu, or whatever the fuck you pronounce Deja it. Deja Antadu. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is before the allegations. Yeah, uh, for the record. Yes, for the record. <laughs> uh, Boy, I don't know. One of my favorite bands, like still to this day. Oh, I, I listened to that CD literally all the way through, maybe two weeks ago. I love that That's record. A classic. It's a classic, man. That's pretty much how me and you became friends. Kyle was Boys Night Out. That's true. Yeah, we really bonded over Boys Night Out. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Pat? I'd have to say Funeral. Perfect album. Also, a love Funeral album. for a Friend. Yeah. Love that Derek? record. Yeah, this one was definitely tough, but I'm gonna go Funeral. You guys are jerks. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funeral though. Yeah. That is a tough one. All right, so this one's going to be the Screamo edition. Nice. Uh, all right, so I'm not sure if this, because uh, we're, we're a Canadian podcast, we're Canadian boys, and we were huge fans of this first band, and I'm not sure if they actually were as big in the States, but we're about to find out. Alexis on Fire, Watch Out, Under Oath, You're Only Chasing Safety, or Silverstein, Discovering the Waterfront. Jeez, uh, definitely the toughest one so far, because I love all those records. Uh, I love Alexis on Fire so much. Like, I saw them in like I don't even know, maybe 2004 at like a tiny club oh. in Boston. Um, but I'd probably have to say Silverstein, man. I just I've, Silverstein is one of my favorite bands still to this day. How'd that make you feel that Shane Told was talking about your album then? I was great. He doesn't like our band name, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, whatever. (laughs) What about you, Pat? This is the hottest one so far, definitely. Um, But I would have to say uh, Discovering the Waterfront. I I love their only chasing safety, but that's Silverstein, man. That's one of the greatest albums ever. Also Canadian Boys. That's true. (laughs) What about you, Derek? Uh, under oath for sure yeah, yeah. it's Sick. a fucking classic man absolutely back, not a bad second on that on that album not a no, bad that second. album's flawless too all three of those albums are flawless yeah this might be the hardest one actually do i think about it like i love all yeah. these fucking songs so much yeah they are great kyle do you have any other ones yeah yeah we i gotta <laughs> i got a couple here okay do not take the b one i will not i will not okay a day to remember homesick for your strong enemy of the world or four letter lie let your body take over um, probably say a day to remember. I it's between them and four year. I was never a huge four little live fan, but like, um, I do love that a day to remember record. Like, I, I love that the record a lot. I'd say a day to remember too. Same you as well, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, ha- I have to put I have to put in That's here what that I we definitely like first first like out of the gate thought okay did I remember four years strong and we couldn't think of like a third band to add there which is weird to think because <laughs> at one point there was like a thousand bands like that but we couldn't think of like one to put them up so i just threw four letter live but yeah well, anyway. we ended up going with four letter live <laughs> just ended up joining data remember yeah so there's that anyway <laughs> what are what are some bands that we're forgetting about from that era like can you guys think of any off the top of your head from like four years strong a data remember uh, i guess yeah, see, we yeah. were going to go with Pierce the Veil. We thought of Pierce the Veil, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. checks out. So you're you're all out, Kyle? I got one more. I'll throw one more out here. Throw that one this out. One's bit, this end, one's a bit more modern, up. a little bit. Okay, the story so far, Under the Soil and Dirt, The Wonder Years, Life as a Pigeon, <laughs> Modern <laughs> Baseball Sports. Uh, probably have to go The Wonder Years. I, I like pretty much every record they've ever made. It's, it's a uh, tough one, but I'd say... Uh, <laughs> I'd say the story so far for that one. Yeah, sick. What about you, Derek? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one because I've never even heard of any of those. <laughs> you you never heard any of them? I've heard the the bands. I've never yeah. actually heard any of their songs. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I I wasn't sure. These might have been a bit bit more modern yeah. polls, but yeah, those those ones are a bit more modern. All right, we're gonna end off with 
<laughs> we're going to, well, then this will be a perfect one for you because this is, I personally think that this is one of the harder ones and it's between Blink-182, Enema of the State, Blink-182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, or Blink-182, Self-Titled. This is uh, a Enema is the best thing you've ever made. Pat's an idiot. Oh, Pat, what did you he- say? This is a heated debate between me and Ryan that we have constantly. The greatest album of all time is Blink-182, Self-Titled. It's not even close. <laughs> I'm with Pat on that one. <laughs> Derek? Enema. Enema? Dude, Enema, dude. I mean, Enema. it's... it's, it's it's honestly Enema's not even classic. close. It's not even a disc- Enema's classic, but it's not a, like it's self-titled by far, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to break. I'm gonna have to do the tiebreaker and go to self-titled. I'm sorry, boys. I love self-titled. <laughs> self-titled is just a perfect yeah. album. It's just it's so it good. It's just but a, it's like a, a little less perfect than Enema. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Whatever you say. Enema did change the world, though. So it, it really did. did. That's, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with us today. And uh, I guess, like, is there anywhere that people can check you guys out online? Like, where, where do you want people to go and listen to your music? Say, um, just search it, but you might find people, companies looking to make your driveway, you know, steal what you find. I would say, like, uh, if you jump, search driveways on Spotify, we're, we'll, you'll find us. Uh, so I'd say, like, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, Apple Music. Uh, you know, our band camp, they go to there, um, you know, they could buy the CD on there, buy songs, whatever they want, you know, Facebook, Instagram, it's all driveways band. It's pretty much, if you search driveways band, you can find us. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys recently put out a, a different lineup of merch that all like is referencing the album and everything. So uh, I think people can check that out on, if you just go to your band camp, there's links to it everywhere, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Thank you guys so much for coming on. This was yeah, this was awesome, and we we hope you guys had some fun. Hopefully, we get some uh, some more ears on your guys' music. What's next for Driveways, though? You guys, you just put this album out. What are you guys looking to do in the future? I think. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having us, and this this was sick. And podcast seems awesome, so thank you guys. And uh, I think uh, maybe try to do some kind of live show at some point in the future. I know uh, Derek and Ryan and I have been trying to figure out and. Maybe uh, make some more music. We always try to put out a little bit of music in the fall, so maybe something to look forward to next fall. But I think in the near future, definitely uh, try to play a live show. And anything else? Am I missing something? <laughs> no, nah, I'd say you know we're we're trying to scheme up some way to play a live stream. So yeah. I'd keep your eyes open for that within the next like month or two months, three months, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll be trying to do like a live stream for sure, and then. I'm sure Pat says, like, wait until the fall, but I'm sure we'll have new music out come the springtime. <laughs> Hell yeah. <Wonderful. laughs> that's awesome. Well, you're definitely going to have to keep us posted about the, the live stream because uh, that sounds awesome. And we'll, yeah. we'll link it to all of our socials and try and get some more eyes on it. Well, yeah, congratulations again on the new album, you guys. And thanks again for joining us. And this has been the Terror Table episode with Driveways. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Terror Table.
committed sin so wrong that you can't make right you tread it down a dark path in fall weather flashlights glow but you don't feel better your blood flows but you still feel dead inside i don't know if i can hold it together my heart is turning cold with the weather october forever i'm over the terror i'm part of it now